much as um, Vacation Rentals. I don't say just as much, but I mean it's, oh, it's yeah. back in full force and even even more. Yeah, I so I've got a couple real estate friends um, in um, Asheville area, and they they say that they're they're. I mean, business is really booming for them. And then also, um, I do have a couple real estate clients too. And um, man, they're just, they're going at it. Like I've yeah. got, I've got one guy out of uh, Ruidoso, New Mexico. Right. And he's just like, he sends me, so we do updates on his Facebook page and stuff like that. And we'll, we'll do more like branding posts and stuff. Well, they're not okay. posts. It's in, they're actual ads. Um, but he just highlights like houses that he's so- he's sold and stuff like that, and they take pictures of the the new homeowners, and we publish that and talk about you know kind of what what went into the sale. And there's right. actually been some really good traction around those types of ads that we've been running. But man, since since you know March, he's it's almost like he's doubled in in what he's been doing. It's crazy. Right. So it right. really has picked up. I wonder why that is. Like I would you know be interesting yeah. to see is everyone just like why is everyone buying <laughs> real uh, yeah. estate right it's now spending so much money i, mean, I know, obviously, you know that's a big purchase rates, yeah interest rates low but uh, even so yeah well i feel <laughs> like interest rates are, are what they're right around three percent right now yeah but that's yeah, plus that's really yeah. I, don't, I don't feel like they've really gone up in the past, I mean, I'm not in real estate. Yeah, bank. We don't know what we're talking about. But. I don't really know what I'm talking about, but I'm just going to say from my perspective, I don't feel like it's gone up super drastically to come back down for everyone to be like, oh my gosh, it's so low, you know? Right, right. Now's the time. But I don't know. Maybe it has. Yeah. I think too, I mean, I wonder, you know, we did have a lot of layoffs and a lot of uh, stuff going on to where people don't have didn't have jobs but then mm-hmm. there's there's the other side of the coin to where you know it it's the people that were forced to work from home aren't paying uh to go out to lunch every day weren't paying to uh for gas you know wasn't that the, all those expenses that was associated with going to the office was you know negated now, oh yeah whether, whether well, especially not with everything being shut down you know, right, you right. can't go out to eat because there's no place to go to eat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, we we need the cart and the horse in the right order there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not enough to warrant to buy a new house. But um, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, this, it's still interesting. It's very interesting to see that real estate has sort of there's been a little bit of an uptick. I feel sure. like right, right. For sure. And, you know, obviously, vacation rentals is uh, booming now for for say pretty much everywhere. Um, Thank goodness, you know, we've got clients that just can't can't keep the phones on the hook and all that stuff. So that's good. I mean, yeah, it's very. I'm happy good. for all that. All all of you vacation rental managers out there that are just like with your phones ringing off the hook, I'm very happy about that. Right. <laughs> right. I, I know people would be like, nope. Nope, don't. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a bittersweet thing, right? Or double-edged sure. sword, whatever you sure. want to call it. Yeah, exactly. because it's like that's a lot of business, and there's a lot there's a lot of questions, but um, at least there is business now. Right, and that's the you know that's the part that everybody was scared about. Jeez, we're gonna have to shut down. We're we're we you know what's gonna happen to us? And yeah, came back in full swing. 
whether or not it should have come back now, um, you know, that's that's a whole different topic. But. Well, and it's so. Do you feel like because I've, I I think in the the last um, couple weeks there's been um, I'm going to say the word I'm going to say the forbidden word. There's <laughs> been an uptick in COVID cases too mm-hmm. with certain mm-hmm. areas, mm-hmm. and um, but I don't feel like that. I've not seen any effects in people vacationing. Yeah, it's a, it's a well. That's the thing, though the the cancellations have increased for those hotter areas. Yeah. Um, and or moving, moving the the reservations to later dates. So oh, okay. it's really subjective. I guess. But that's it's true. not like it's not like a huge amount. Like um, you know, everybody canceled. Everybody had to cancel when it was when COVID was first announced. Yeah, but you know there are you know if it's a if that area is a hot spot, then people don't want to go there. Uh, but there's still plenty of people that just don't care. Um, yeah, and are 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 vacationing anyway. So. I would say that it's um, more of a wash, you right? Know I mean? uh, right. Between the people that that care that are going to cancel and the people that just don't care that are just like, well, I'm going to vacation anyway. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a it's yeah. a bit of a wash, but again, that's just thing. my it's perspective. You know, yeah, I mean, we're going to have a very, very divided opinion on on a, a lot of this stuff. I mean, even well, you know, the next hot topic is schools going back. It's like, what are we going to do about that? Are we are we actually going to open the schools? And you know, yeah, can't can't expect kids to to wash their hands and social distance. There, there's no, yeah, but kids are still still considering opening schools. So kids it, don't have you know, a personal bubble. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, guys, uh, let's talk about marketing <laughs> <laughs> and vacation rentals. <laughs> Go to introduce yourself, man. Um, well, I am David Thompson. I am the uh, director of social media for ICND, and I am Paul Hannock, uh, marketing director for Intercoastal Designs. Um, in case you guys didn't know, we're uh, in Ocean Owl Beach, so that is north of Myrtle Beach and south of Wilmington, all the way over there on the east coast. Um, so it's, it's a nice little nice little area, and. Uh, I actually have been in vacation rentals for it's been twelve years now. Yay, wow! Decade. Dunk, nice. Dunk. Good for so, you. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a lot of a uh, lot of experience and you know seen plenty of things <laughs> and uh, <laughs> know how you know know how the consumer behavior um, you know pivots when things happen. You know, being on the coast, we see hurricanes quite a, quite a bit. We see that that same exact trend of. Uh, not knowing and then knowing and then cancellations and anger and despair and you know so it's it's uh we're following that same same pattern just when this one just is lasting a lot longer than three days <laughs> so would you so I, that's that's a good that's a good point to bring up um would you say in your 12 years that you've seen similar stuff to what we've been going what's been going on in the past four or five months um, and it's just similar, just in a different way, or yeah, yeah, similar, just in a different way. I mean, the obviously the 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 pattern is exactly the same. The pattern was exactly the same, and that's why I yeah. said from the beginning, it you know it things will come back. Um, but with the with the natural disaster, it's one of those to where it happens quickly, and things get back to normal. Um, depending on how much damage the area sustained, uh, but this is obviously has lasted quite a bit longer. So you know that it's still going to be that same pattern, just spread amongst months instead of weeks or days. 
so it all you know it all starts from the beginning with uh not not knowing and uh having to make that cancellation and worry about travel insurance and stuff like yeah. that and then and then just it just goes downhill um and once it's quote unquote over uh which you know we can debate on over <laughs> as well yeah. but um yeah. that's a that then it starts to become uh, more in tune with uh, with what it was before. So we're at that stage now to where we're, we're still unknown, but uh, I I think people just aren't. Not, I don't want to say caring, but um, the the steps are there, and maybe they're just tired of hearing it and just want to uh, want to take that vacation. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. No, I I, w- I would agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I I hope that um the past five or six months have given us the ability to uncover some ways to streamline not only, you know, the process that it, mm-hmm. that it is for a consumer to book, but also um, for vacation rental managers for them to, you know, streamline the stay and maybe make things a little bit more convenient for people. Um, right. Because I feel like, you know, under, under pressure, I saw a quote today that said you have to, it takes pressure, you know, you have to put coal under pressure in order to create a diamond. So I feel like, you know, sometimes we have to be under pressure in order to make it better. Yeah, um, I like that. And, I like that. And so maybe it's uncovered some some strategies and some ideas for vacation rental managers to implement moving forward that might make it, you know, better in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um you know, when it comes to getting people directed towards their website for booking direct and stuff like that. So right, right. I got to catch you know, myself. I'm going to start rambling. On a random <laughs> day. On a, uh, well, here's my random side topic. Uh, you know, with uh, th- there's companies that I know that, you know, you can't work from home. You're, you're not allowed. You got to come into the office every day. <laughs> well, you know, with this being forced to work from home thing, uh, what's, what's your thought on like uh, these, these companies uh, opening their... I don't want to say eyes, but th- that perspective from, hey, work from home does work. Uh, do you think there's going to be a percentage? If, oh, if yeah. If COVID was wiped off the face of the earth tomorrow and we went all back to normal, do you think people uh, companies would allow work from home more than they have? I don't know if it's going to be allowing more work from home. I think they're going to be sort of forced into it because I think that there's a large portion of people that have enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think from a from a cost perspective, I think it does make a little bit more sense. I do think it's funny that there's been some companies out there that are like, oh, you, there's no way. We, we do not allow work from home. Like, there's just right. no way. You can even do your job at home. Right. And then this and everyone's like, yeah, I mean, you can do your job at home. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it's like, okay. So I feel like... I feel like eyes were opened on both sides, like both parties. Sure. From an, you know, just an employee perspective, but also from a, um, a company perspective. Yeah. So I I think we'll probably see that to be more of a, more of a trend. Um, it's a cliche to say, but I feel like the work from home mentality is maybe a little bit more of a millennial mindset as well. Sure. Um, so I think, the more I don't want to say the more we go into the workforce because we're already in the workforce, but <laughs> the, more, <laughs> the more prominent we become, that might be more of a thing, um, and yeah. just more common, more common, more accepted. Yeah, so. no doubt, no doubt. Well, yeah, I'm going to ask you a question. So, so, if if you're new to our podcast, 
Um, normally we start out with a couple questions for each other. Um, Paul and I kind of go back and forth and we'll talk just a little bit. And then we normally we talk about a tool of the day um, and a main topic. So I have a question for you, Paul, to get us started. Go for it. Um, do you feel like mobile bookings will ever match desktop bookings for the vacation rental industry? Hmm. Yes. You um, do? I do. I do. But we're going to have to pivot. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So <clears throat> hotels are seeing about 50 to 60%, probably even more now, depending on, on the, the hotel and the booking process on, on mobile. Now, what's the difference between a hotel and us? Yeah. Well, hotel rooms are all one room. You know, you might have four or five different variations, but they're all the same. Yeah. So vacation rentals, uh, people want pictures. People want to read up as much as they possibly can. Um, big pictures, you know, so they can see how dirty the air vents are and <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> and that that disconnect there is, you know, makes makes tracking difficult for us and, and everything like that. But, you know, and, and just to back up, yes, we see many, many, many more desktop bookings than we do on mobile. Yeah, now, do. that doesn't mean that people don't want to book on mobile. So let's say, uh, you know, we've done we've done our research. Uh, we as in a, a uh, say a couple of um, family members, you know, stuff like that. We've done our research. We've uh, made our decision. We want to book. Um, I don't have time tonight. I'm going to get up and, and do it during work, which, you know, you're not supposed to do, but people do anyway. Because we see that. <laughs> let's, I mean, let's all be honest here. We, we yeah. kind of all do that. Yeah. I mean, you know. um, so maybe maybe I don't want to do it on my computer because I know exactly what I want. I've got it bookmarked on my on my phone. Maybe I want to do it on my phone. Well, that barrier entry is pretty big. Uh, and I mean, uh, in, in that regard, like, it's a pain in the butt. <laughs> when you want to book a, a rental on your phone, I don't care if it's our websites or one of our competitors, uh, anything, you know, there's no easy way to do it rather than no. typing in your credit card manually, typing in all of your information. Uh, you know, you've got that big, big contact form that asks you for everything. Now, you know, if you do have autofill set up appropriately and, and everything working on your phone, that's great. But uh, most of our clients or most of our um, clients' clients don't you know it's um it's that generation that isn't isn't that in tune with getting that stuff set up yeah so uh it's it's just harder to book uh unless we f introduce some sort of streamlined payment process um you've heard me talk about like why don't we accept paypal or why can't we do um google pay and apple pay and and one click checkouts you know why why can't we do that stuff and uh, I have no clue why we can't, but it needs to be done. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it does something need to needs be done. to be figured out. So you know, until we can get to that spot, I don't, um, I don't see us uh, exceeding the desktop bookings. So let me ask you this: Do you feel like it's, um, do you feel like it's a hangup of? There's so much that has to be done on a mobile device in order to make the purchase and, and do the conversion. Or do you feel like it's a comfort thing? Because in a strange sort of way, when I want to feel comfortable about a purchase, I go to my my laptop instead mm -hmm. of my cell phone. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a question of why, you know? Right. That's a, why, yeah, that's a why are we more comfortable with doing something on a computer rather than a mobile device? Right. 
So, so you grew up on a computer. That's true. That's true. I did too. And I feel that same way. Now that you say that, you know, I do feel more comfortable, you know, buying things on you my do. computer. You can almost justify a purchase a little bit more if it's on a computer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> at least right. that's what I do. Right. You know, so um, I so feel yeah, like that, that plays into it a little bit as well. Yeah. So and, and so that's a good question for, um, you know, for everyone in the industry is how do we how do we build that trust level for people on a mobile device? Mm -hmm. The same as you would have it in, you know, on a laptop or desktop. Right. Right. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And there's the whole identity crisis thing. You know, um, if I put my credit card in on my phone or is it going to be stolen? You know, stuff like yeah. that. So that's a whole other whole other avenue <clears throat> that's uh that's kind of in the way so you know once we once we kind of get over those hurdles and and you know it's gonna be quite a few years I think before we're gonna we're gonna match that fifty percent half and half but and that's the thing too is like I, I don't want to discount anybody uh, from investing in mobile you know because that's obviously not how it we get more mobile traffic mobile people look but they go to their desktop to book. So mobile is still very, very important. Yeah, mobile is so extremely important. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's very important. It's just um, when, you, when you're focused on, I guess when your end goal is to try and make the, the um, conversion on a mobile device, that might be a bit of a wrong strategy. It's not, it's not a bad strategy, but just remember that desktop is still extremely important as well. I mean, they're both important. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we believe in, in all encompassing marketing plans here at ICD. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. That includes right. social. So anyone that's not doing social media campaigns, get, you got to get on that. <laughs> <laughs> and there's our shameless plug for the day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So question for you, man. Um, okay. This is, this is a basic one for us, but I think it's a, it's one that needs to be addressed. Um, okay. What's the difference in an ad campaign and a boosted post? Oh, that is such a good question. Um, I just got this, believe it or not, just a couple days ago. And <laughs> nice. um, so that's that's a good one. Um, so a boosted post, you, if anyone's ever been on, on Facebook and they're, they're running a business page, Facebook's very adamant about asking you if you want to boost a post. Um, mm -hmm. If you've got a piece of content, let's say an event, that you're trying to promote a boosted post would be great for that because it's the the conversion or, or I guess the goal is for that person to be able to see that post that piece of content and so that's mm -hmm. when it's important to boost that piece of content um, on the flip side if you're trying to run a, an actual campaign let's say you're trying to drive people to your website promoting a post you're promoting that content you're not necessarily promoting your website so there's different goals there so that's why I talk about when when I'm doing like kickoff calls with people I ask them like what's what's the goal like what do you want to accomplish what's yeah. what's your end goal um, and if they're like well we want to drive traffic to the website or we want to you know make our brand a little bit more relevant um, you know that's when I point them towards an ad campaign. So now one of the mm -hmm. benefits you get from running an actual ad campaign in the, you know, in the, uh, uh, ads manager would be, you get, um, better audience insights. Um, mm -hmm. you can, you can target a little bit easier. 
Um, you can build out audiences. It's just not as user-friendly when you're trying to boost a post as you would be. You, you just have more control over the campaign, I should say. Sure. So those are the, the kind of two differences. I would say um, if you're questioning whether you should boost a post or whether you should run an ad campaign, um, ask yourself what's your goal. Um, if you're trying to just promote a single piece of content, then maybe a boosted post would be good. I'm, I'm not here to say that boosted posts are bad because they are. They have their place. Mm -hmm. um, but most of the time, the answer is going to be in running and launching an actual ad campaign within the ads manager. So. All right. All right. Yeah, and really ad campaigns are uh, less timely, I guess you could say. Yes. So if you if you boost a post, you know, that's something that you want to get out right then and there that doesn't necessarily need to live for a month or two. Yes. Yeah. That's another good point is that it's it's relevant at that point in time and then at a certain point in time it's going to become irrelevant. Right. You know, right. whereas an an ad campaign is going to continue on through, you know, 30, 60, 90 days or however long you want that to go. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah, boosted posts are obviously are easier, um, but you know that the, like you said, those ad campaigns you get more control. Oh yeah, they make it scary so. easy to boost a post. I mean, it's like you can right. almost do it by accident. Like, oh, I just yeah. boosted a post. Well, <laughs> it's funny because one of my one of <laughs> my friends mean to do did that. It. One of my friends did it. Um, he he was doing um some YouTube videos and uh, he wanted to he he put that on his his Facebook page and boosted the post. And I said, um, all right, well, who'd you target? Like, I don't know. <laughs> so Facebook just he, took care of that for me. Yeah, fa yeah, Facebook did it. So you know, and and just so everybody knows, you, if you boost a post, um, it's going after every age range, every demographic, yes. every um, a, every uh, male, female. You know, it it it's just pu putting it out there, uh, based on kind of what you have in your in your posts itself. Trying to find an audience to where you, you if you know your audience. You know, you you should go in there and specify that audience in your boosted post so that you can actually, you know, target the right people. Yeah. Otherwise, and it's that not and work. that should be something that you should do before you even consider running any sort of before you consider spending any sort of money on any advertising. I feel like you should know your audience. Right. Hundred percent. You should you should know who you're going after. Right. So. Yep, yep. All right, let's move on. Tool so of the what's day. So our, what's our tool for today? Tool of the day. This one is, uh, is going to be a shameless plug uh, because it's really cool. Um, and it's just an ICND only kind of tool. So, ha, ha, ha. Um, <laughs> we've been doing this for a while, but uh, not many people know about it. So, let's say a user goes to your website and they search for some dates and click some amenities and, and you know, apply their filters and, and start looking at, at, a, at uh, your rentals. Well, okay. how do you know what they, what they searched for? How do you know what's, what's, uh, what's important right now? Well, you, hmm. you, you don't usually, right? So, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we have this tool and it integrates directly with Google Analytics that we record uh, the, the user searches. So we know what dates they're typing in. We know what amenities are most popular. Uh, we know if they're looking for a two bedroom or a three bedroom, uh, how many nights, uh, that the areas, any kind of fields that you have in your um, filters and drop downs, we can record and push to Google Analytics so that you can make reports based on that information. So why is this good? Well, 
so we know what uh, what the users are searching for at certain yeah. time periods. So the the January, um, and you know, if once you get like three or four years with a data in there, looking at the that trend and how it's uh, how it changes, and you know, last minute book bookings versus uh, you know that that uh, time to book window. All that stuff, you know, you can kind of pivot a little bit easier because you're seeing exactly what people are searching for um, on your site. So, you know, if people are, if if it is the month of January, and people are people have some search dates in mind, you can see what the most popular time people are searching for. Is it spring? Is it summer? Is it you know end of fall? And you can target your marketing and whatnot appropriately. Yeah, yeah, that that would be some extremely valuable data to have. Yeah. Yeah, especially over a span of time, for sure. Right. So um, we we have that ability, everybody. So uh, if if you want that ability, uh, let us know, and um, we'll get it set up for you in your analytics. Now, so even ICD if you're, tool. I don't know if we've ever focused on an ICND tool specifically. We, we, we have first not. Time. Yep. Yep. So that's uh that's my shameless plug. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, there but you it, go. It's, it's definitely a huge, uh, huge deal, and um, that, like I said, that information's just invaluable. So uh, keep it in mind, and let us know if you need it. You'll need it. You'll, <laughs> you need it. Trust us. You, you need it. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of ICND specifically, um, we mm. should talk about what goes into that's that's like one of our many tools um, and things that we look at. Right. So what goes into evaluating a company from like a marketing perspective? Let's just talk about anyone that's thinking about, you know, maybe moving to the ICND family. What do we look at? What do you let's start with you. What do you look at from a marketing marketing perspective? So that's that's a that's a that's a big question. <laughs> so what I actually, uh, you know, let's, let's take SEO and pay-per-click and social media. Let's take like, let's take that, that off the table f at the granular level that we work on. Just looking at a company from an outside perspective. So I'm a user, right? So the first thing I do when I look, look at a company, let's say that they come and say, Hey Paul, and I, I want to talk to you about marketing and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I want to look at how a consumer may view their company as a whole in comparison to their other companies. Now, I'm not talking about looking at backlinks and looking at their, their domain rating and, and all that stuff. I'm talking yeah. about like what you actually physically see from a user perspective. Now, what does that entail? Reviews, how professional mm -hmm. your website is, how much inventory you have, uh, how how good your pictures are uh, of your of your units, um, what your voice is on your website, your personality, your um, are you, are you cut and dry? Do you have um, you know good pictures? Uh, I, do you have pictures of people on your website rather than just uh, dry condos and dry um, houses? Do you have you stock know, photos? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it, it, that's the first step is like looking at that company from a from a perspective of do I trust this company um, to to handle my my business um, compared to company X. So you know that's that's definitely something that needs to be pointed out and looked at for um on on that on that side. 
then I start getting a little bit more more granular uh, and looking at the reviews so I haven't met a vacation rental company yet that has good Yelp reviews if you're out there please send me an email podcast <laughs> at igolstillnet.com and let me see this <laughs> let us see <laughs> your good re- Yelp reviews please yeah but I because um I, it, it's just a night and night and day difference between Yelp and any other platform out there of how they why that how is why do people grade. go on Yelp just to to complain yeah well there's good ones for restaurants but not for the vacation rentals yeah that's so, interesting anyway uh, continue yeah yeah so um the looking at google reviews and facebook reviews you know that's a huge part of uh, of your business and honestly it's part of the part of the algorithm that google uses to evaluate your website um you know they might not come out and say that but i'm i'm going to guarantee that your trustworthiness uh is based upon your your reviews and your digital footprint that you have out there yeah so you know that's a, that's another perspective to to look at um looking uh, going granular looking at the website itself uh that i i look at where they are as far as ranking goes where they are and need to be as far as um having their correct pages on their website so you know always do a do a comparison we we look and look and see how how well they rank for the main keyword and then long tail keywords and you know if that if that page on their site or if their website itself is is evaluated or sorry is um is properly outfitted to to rank for that stuff there's a lot of times that we see that uh the companies just i don't want to say miss the mark but they miss the mark and there's there just needs to be some optimization done on 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 site that can help with those rankings Um, then we start going into backlinks look at stuff like that how many does your competition have uh, how many do you have uh, and just uh, evaluate it from there but overall like it's it all goes all all goes back to um uh, what I what I actually presented at, at um, presented on in, at VRMA like oh two years ago now. Uh-huh. Uh So I don't know if any of you listening out there saw me present, but I had the Google Raiders Guide, that big thick uh, book, and it basically talked about the EAT principle, um, expertise, authoritativeness, and trust, and that's m- very much a part of Google's algorithm. And uh, they look at your your website and your digital footprint and who you are as a company, um, and evaluate you, and w- see whether or not you have expertise in your field, whether you have authority in your field, and whether you're trustworthy. So, just breaking it down by by that factor and looking at your site and look at your competition. You know, do you have an about us page that has um, pictures of your staff on it with smiling faces? Uh, and and little things like that that you might not think of. Yeah, that's how you like evaluate yourself, and that's kind of how we evaluate you based on um, you know your competition. We've done some yeah. stuff that's a uh, best practice. Uh, very very much uh, it works almost every single time that that we implement, and we see better results for our clients. So it's it's tried and true, and that that's that's the kind of stuff that we uh, we implement. But yeah. social media is a different story, so I'm going to pass that on to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like when I when I start to look at um, a company, you know, 
from the get-go I definitely look at okay let's look at the website what sort of pages do they have I look at the same sort of stuff that you do um, you know what's their voice uh, are they are they very personable are they not um, and then I do look at social channels um, I like to look at all of them to get an idea of what they're doing are they active what sort of content are they publishing? Are they running any ads right now? Are they, you know, what's their reviews like? Um, if I type them, is that one of the first links that comes up? You know, what? So I, I go through a lot of different searching. Um, probably the biggest thing is like that I look at from the get-go is audience. How big is their audience? What sort of impact do they have on people? What sort of content are they putting out there? And then what are they running as far as ads go? And then Define that kind of tells me, there. what was that now? Define audience. So what like audience, like what's, what's their audience look like? How big is it? Um, if so I how many fans in, they have on their Facebook page? Yeah. Fans, but also like Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. If they're on Pinterest, if they're active on that, you know, what, what is their audience as a whole from a social perspective look like? Okay. And where, where are they making the biggest impact? And then we kind of drill down on different channels. Sure. Um, and a lot of times you you, you may get um, a company that says, you know, we want to be more active on Pinterest, but we really can't engage with anyone there. We, we haven't found our sort of niche on, on that platform yet. And so then we start to put together, you know, that's where the plan comes. And you go, what, what are your goals? What are your aspirations? What do you want to accomplish? And we kind of go from there and mm-hmm. like put, put those, break those goals down into little milestones to put, to put a plan together to, to get all to utilize their social channels um all of them effectively you know right so or at least the ones that they want to be on and then looking at audience you know at a very granular level if i can get access to insights um looking at you know who is it mainly men is it mainly women um what are they interested in um what what type of content are they engaging with um, where are they located? You know, getting some basic demographic and psychographic information from the audience too. Right. So all that stuff goes into play when we're when we're looking at, you know, someone new. Because I feel like each each company that we work with, um, even though we're all in the vacation rental industry, um, I feel like they're all unique. You know, oh, hundred percent agree. Yeah, hundred percent agree. All a hundred percent unique. And have their different niches and what they do and different styles and voices and the way that they interact with people is different. It's just so it's really um, it's about learning that I feel mm-hmm. like and and trying to amplify that even more. You know, right. What What are your strengths and how do you shine and let's let's bring those out. Right. Um, right. So and even even your weaknesses, you know, making those better. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I get that. Uh, like. I don't want to say all the time, but it, it's we kind of pride ourselves on filling in the gaps that you guys can't as vacation rental managers, yeah. uh, and that's that's kind of what makes us unique. Is like we don't have these packages that you get X, Y, and Z. You know, we we tailor every single everything for you guys. Uh, I feel like it how throws we, people. It throws people <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's your price for SEO? Well. It depends. <laughs> it really depends. That's the key word. It depends. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. And, the, and a good point too that you were talking about was uh, uh, every company is different and 
that couldn't be more true. It's it's one of those to where you know it, it, this company X might be smaller than company Y. Uh, they might have a different style of doing things as far as the the way they answer the phones. You know, every little thing like that uh, is is different. And the the we do have clients that are in the same market that we help out these these clients for, and a lot of these clients always ask. Um, so if you're also doing marketing for company X and I am company Y and we're in the same market, is that not a conflict of interest? Well, no, because every single company has a different need and has a different void that needs to be filled. Yeah. So it, the ultimate goal is always world domination, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my but, personal goal, you know. So what are we doing tomorrow night <laughs> tonight, Pinky? <laughs> or brain? Or ah, I, I messed it up. But that's okay. you guys <laughs> only only in nineties only in nineties child would remember that. Yeah, exactly. 90s. So very very nineties <laughs> inside inside joke there. But um, but yeah. So every company being different like that and has that different void. Uh, there's there's not that conflict of interest because we we do help out each company in a different way yeah yeah you you can be in the same i've i've worked with with in the same environment with companies in the same area and they they may think that they're going after the same thing but it's it's always a little bit different Mm -hmm. you know there's always a difference in the audience or or how they say things or what they do and right um, it really yeah, even once even you the start, returning once you guest rate is different. What was that now? It's even the returning guest rate percentage is different. You know, oh, yeah. so you know all those things tell us how we need to help help these companies. And you might not think it's different, but it is. It really is. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's all it's all about bringing out those, um, you know, again those things that make you unique and helping those come to the surface a little bit more. Right. So very true yeah no i um without getting too granular i think that's that's pretty all-encompassing on kind of what we focus on and evaluate a company i mean you could get really there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes as far as technical stuff you oh know, yeah yeah from exactly. not only just social media perspective but also like seo and adwords and and mm-hmm. all that so yeah yeah, and every single proposal that we write is different, and you, you'll see that there's, there's, it's we spend time doing those things and evaluating and put that in our proposals that we send to you. So it's not a not a out of the box proposal. <laughs> no, no, it's yeah. definitely not. It's not a, a one size fits all. It's kind of like, and that's that's what I was saying too. Is it, it confuses people sometimes because I've had people ask me about you know certain proposals, and they're like, well, I don't understand which one are you suggesting? I'm like, well, there's a bunch of different things that we can do. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right. It's it really depends you <laughs> on your goals and what you want to accomplish. And, you know, that's, there's, you know, we can do a, a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. So and I feel like we, we sort of dive into the almost um, brand management. We're not a brand management marketing agency, but right. we kind of, we kind of teeter on that edge just a little bit for people mm-hmm. sometimes because we do, a lot of consulting in that realm too. Right. So true, true. Well, that about wraps up this episode. Insert music here. Oh, Oh, (laughs) Oh, I want to. Okay. No, no, no. 
but I, that's all I had. So I mean, I was oh. going to just segue into into nothingness. So I'm glad we have more content. <laughs> no, we've got. I've got just a little thing I want to throw out. Um, we are on Spotify now. So yeah, we, we just got on Spotify. We are we're getting on other platforms. We've migrated over to um, a different hosting platform for our podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're listening to us on Spotify right now, you're probably like, well, yeah, duh, you are on Spotify because I'm on it right now. <laughs> but if you're not and you would like to listen to us on Spotify, we're on that platform now too and soon to be on many others. So enjoy. Mm-hmm. That's all I had to say. Now you can close us out. That's fine. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. <laughs> so uh, that's it. Bye. No. Um, email <laughs> us at uh, podcast at icoastalnet.com. Uh, send us your feedback and, and questions and answers. We'll read them on the quote unquote air. And uh, till next time. Till next time, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.